the people. Yeah. But you're, it still doesn't make you a better, a better run business or a better person. Oh, I know, I know. It's just a label, yeah. But the larger companies, the EPCs, the mining, the pro, they, that actually is critical for them? Oh, no, no, they love they it. They deal no, no, scale? No, no, totally. No, no, they, 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 they do. But then, it's like, I was talking to someone this morning about Green Star. Oh, and yeah. Like, and like, <laughs> it's, it's, now, it's, now it's not Green real. Star. We've been told by a contractor, one of yeah. the big contractors on a job we supplied, um, where he was asking for our VOC reports and whatever, mm-hmm. that he was making up Voluntary organic figures. compounds. Yeah, but he was making up. He was fudging the figures. Yeah, making up the figures. Yeah, to look good. Yeah, um, for for their reporting. Yeah. So if he's doing that on the mechanical, um, how many other disciplines are doing that? Well, that the green uh, start is a tick the box exercise. And I, when totally. I, I use yeah. the example, I said it. But that, that 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 in itself can be looked as manipulating the market. Because it is true. Well, because because it reflects your 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 square meter rental value. Yeah, is what. It well, that to. that's dependent on a number of variables: market, like the economics at the time, mm. clearance rates. The value of Green Star is really subjective. Mm. You know, when it's back ten years ago, it was all the rage. You're going to get higher rents. That's when the market was booming, though. You isn't reckon it? it's it's lost a bit of momentum. Yeah. Governments come in and they say we want four star minimum. They set that tone. Mm. So then it just becomes more. More, ex- more cost to go into the design to get the four star. No, exactly. When really green star, if you do a design well and you coordinate it well, a green star is like a mother telling you what to do when you already know what to do. You're being yeah. led, you're being guided. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it actually forces a lack of innovation. And I've been in, I've run green star workshops. Mm. I had one for BHP where we worked on this, um, this Tug Harbor development up north, or, oh, Finnegan Island. Mm. All these buildings for, non-process buildings to support that the tug harbor yeah and uh, some lady came in from BHP with a sustainability initiative to implement Green Star mm. so this to get to this site you had to go through a checkpoint on Finnegan Island to then drive up to the office yeah one of the Green Star points you can get is bike racks and there oh, yeah. Yeah. and I'm going through this yeah. and I actually called it in advance I said let's have a workshop yeah it'll take two hours I think we don't want to go down this path for these reasons. If it's a PR stunt, that's one thing, but it's actually not, it's not reflective of that site. You're not going to go biking to the office at Finnegan Island. No. It's, it's like a two mile hike from the, the checkpoint to get to the office. Mm. If anything, you're going to highlight the fact that you're, anyway, it's, uh, it's, it's a waste of money as well. The money that goes into it, there's another consultant, there's all these other consultants, the builder having yeah. to fill out paperwork. Yeah. If you took all that money, because um, money relates to time, mm. put all that time and effort into something more valuable for the end result, mm. you're going to get a, a greener building, ironically. <laughs> no, well, yeah, no, that, that's exactly right. Yeah. Are we um, live or? Yeah. Beautiful. It's easy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> this is good. Thank you for having me, Jeff. I feel very privileged. Yeah, thanks for coming. Explain to me where you're at. Like, how have you been? Where... Just a bit of background on your company, because I know your father established it. Sure, 28 years ago. 28 years ago. Yeah, so, so you have... So Air Conditioning Wholesalers was established uh, 28, probably 29 years ago. Yeah. Um, I was only just born. We started as a uh, a distributor of air conditioning units, so that then it was Hitachi. 
Oh, um, okay. Yeah, and we which did, skilled air skilled which now yeah or Temperzone essentially Temper took up the Australian distributorship. Okay, um, and they they really fell from prominence. Um, they had sort of not very good management from Japan. Um, could have been another Dakin, but it, it's not. Since then, we've gone to we introduced Actron Air into the WA market. We've expanded into components and fittings, um, ductwork. We manufacture our pre-insulated board. Yeah, which we love, the ALP. Mm. Uh, recently, getting into some refrigeration as well. Yeah. So we're quite diverse as a as a wholesaler. We're like a we're like a hybrid. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, yeah, it's working quite well for us. Yeah. So yeah, that's and what what is your motivation? Your what, what do you enjoy about? What do I enjoy? I enjoy working in our industry. On, we don't get a lot of fulfillment. No, no, not so at all. So, what are the moments where you actually get um, that feeling to keep you going? Yeah, where <laughs> where I I can I can work on quite unique projects mm. and pretty much anything that's off tender excites me. Yeah, yeah. When I have to when it, when it, when I have to start tendering and get pulled into that into that world, yeah, uh, it sucks the life out of me. To be honest with you, yeah. yeah. It's a common theme I've been hearing from lots of people yeah. lately. And I, I talk to a lot of other suppliers. So I talk to my competitors and we're all in the same boat. Yeah. Because it's therapeutic to get it out. Yeah. Yeah. And you can you can be holed up in an office for most of the week and there's tenders are endless. Yeah. Right? You can you can tender twenty four seven if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, and this is what we've talked like we've talked for probably a year now about the idea of a podcast mm. around this space because yeah. I um, just a bit of an ex- explanation. I see the ills, the battles that you guys face. Mm. You know, we say bottom of the food chain, which I don't like to say that. Um, I could argue I'm near the bottom as well, where, where the goal is to get everyone at the top to get the best solution. Mm. But all the decision makers up top don't see all the effort that goes in down the line. You know, and that that to me is not right. The voice of the the supplier, which is actually what's going into the building. Well, it needs to be less pyramid, more lateral. More lateral. Because yeah. the end result, the product that goes in, well, there's a lot of passionate people in the supply side. Yeah. Ironically, more passionate than those on the design and engineering, in all fairness. Because mm. they, not out of, it's more because you, ha- you know your product, you have to. You're, you're, you're focused. Engineers, yeah. we're kind of distracted because we have multiple things to orchestrate. Architects are the same. But you're focused on the product, you know it. You know the good, the bad, the positive, the negative. Mm. Um, that voice needs to be carried through. Like if I spec you on a job, and there's we worked on it, like you, Chris Bond, a lot of suppliers will work and spend time with assisting the engineering process, not getting paid, mm. but you're doing it in the best interest to make sure your product is applied well. Um, and like you just said, so you can talk through I, that. I, I, I enjoy that actually. I enjoy. But what happens when you price a job and it goes to tender? Like to explain that to, to the. Um, so they don't see that when I price a job um, <laughs> that I haven't been involved in the design process. Yeah, um, it's well now my expectations are so low. Well, even if you are involved involved in the design process. Um, hey, I'm I'm a bit more excited to put okay. a price together. Yeah, I'll probably put more effort into it because yeah. I know I've got a higher chance of, of getting it. All right. Um, what then happens though is it it's yeah it gets pulled into the like the vortex. Yeah. So. So we might send it. Might send it. There might be literally 12, 15 contractors yeah. pricing this. Um, sometimes what's happened then the contractor gets it. All too often I see it be diluted. Yeah. So that the the system will be 
um, watered down as to what it can do or what it was originally intended to do. Okay. Um, then price normally comes in as well. Yeah. Um, okay, well, where, where can we say? What can we do? How low can you get? Mm. This is an interesting one because I always I believe time is always an afterthought for uh, like engineering no, 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 time. Well, no, no, so no, when you, you get no, a letter, no one, you get an email, Yeah. explain the timing of it. You're, you're, you're there, you get an email. How long do they give you typically? On it. Depending on the contractor, yeah, the the better organized ones you can have a one to two weeks, no problem. Yeah, um, then I normally find that you get the stragglers. So and you see them. So from that, when you when you get say you get a a CMS or something, yeah, you know, quite a, a well run contracting business. Mm -hmm. Send it there. You'll, yeah, they are. You'll get the price done and get it to them. Um, then you'd have like your I don't know maybe you call them like a second tier contractor. Who will the last sort of three four days? They'll start filtering in their requests. Yeah, and then you get on the day type people. Yeah, um, that's generally how it works. And you and you know which contractors are doing what. So you you might you know there might be ten to fifteen contractors pricing one job. Mm -hmm. I mean I know that all that happens often. all the time. Yeah, literally every job. So your price, you know, say it's let's what is it? Let's say it's AL, ALP or an yeah. Actron system. Yeah. Your price is in the system now, and that 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 quote gets shopped around. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 inbred in a way because you have. So then think about the end price. How how does a contractor out of fifteen or plus win? They, it's more down the, to the margin and their estimation of labor, yeah. install cost. Because the product cost is mostly the same. Yeah. I mean, some depending on jobs, we don't know, but majority of the time, the the, the price, the supply price is fixed. Yeah. And then it's down to the contractor making a risk on margin. Yeah. If they're desperate, they will go with no margin. I which has yeah, been happening no, a lot lately. No, no, they're expecting variations to recover. I you yeah, know no, I, I suspect that's part of the business model. Like I Yeah. It's 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 standard operating procedure. Mm -hmm. Um to go in it, yeah, go in at no margin and on banking on clawing it back. Yeah. And they probably do most of the time because and the, and the last couple of years Perth market has dictated that. Yeah. Um, for yeah. a supplier, it's like, well, see, I want the work, so. Yeah, I've um, heard that before. I know builders, they like documentation that's poor because they can they can find. Yeah, you find loopholes, manipulate it. But they're doing it because the, the pressures in the market are such that it's competitive to win the job in the first place, so yeah. they maintain an ongoing concern. Yeah. You have to fight to survive. Yeah. Um, so you, you got to play that game. And then, and then even, they can push quite hard to put in of uh, a different product, so yeah, uh, put in a, com a competitor's product. Well, this so, is the theory, though, right? This is why, like, I'm, I'm you, you guys, suppliers need a voice. You need to be able to explain why. I always thought, like, if you know, if if you, you want to go buy like some some shoes, and I have an idea of what I want, I've got a salesman explaining to it. I, I say he tells me that this shoe is better for these reasons. Personally, I've got my own like uh, the arch in my foot or the way I run. Personally, for me, that shoe's better. It's going to cost me twenty dollars more. All right, so I'm going to pay that because I I understand it. The difference with our industry is that I get that sales pitch from the likes of you and others, and I believe in it. Mm. But that message gets lost when it gets down to the contractor. So the client doesn't have it to say in it. They're not like, oh, I want that Actron or I want that ALP because these are the reasons. We've got a job at the moment. And it's the message little, is lost. It's a little commercial job down in Rockingham. Yeah. Um, a local consultant, a specified an Actron system, an Actron 
ESP system. You for, yeah, you I use, use that all the time. Yeah, the, the ultimate. Yeah. yeah, the ultimate system. Yeah. Um, the the contract is fighting tooth and nail to go on with a standard Dakin. Is um, it a zone system? Like how many zones are they using? So, to be <laughs> to be fair, it's it's not zoned. Oh, okay, fair and enough. We, and, 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 and the the. I, they have the ability to do that. Though. Well, the consulting engineer, I, I don't know why he's doing this. Okay. Uh, but even if, we, let's call it zoned, it was zoned. All right. Uh, the contractor is still fighting tooth and nail to to not use it. He's like, well, I can save four grand. To go to And using Dakin. Dakin, okay. Um, and he's pushing immensely hard. Yeah. Um, and hey, if he puts it in, it'll probably work. Yeah. But then it's not, it's, it's far different from what was originally intended. Yeah. Um, and a job where, you know, you can't compare the Actron and the... And this the is... We talked about this before, too. You know, I, I believe empathy is missing at every level. Yeah. So... Well, the I contractors can, are also... They're, they're just a victim of um, the market also. They, yeah, they're a victim of the system. It's not their fault. No, no it's not their fault. No. no. A lot, most of the time, these, these it's are no good, one's fault. These yeah. are good... They're, they're good people. Yeah. You know, they're, yeah. They're, they don't go out... Don't set out to, they, to be bad people or no, no. to rip anyone off. I agree. Um, they're... They're trying to survive. Yeah, what as we all are. As we all are, and yeah. that, and that can that can sometimes drive you to. We're in a system that is flawed, but we yeah. we're all in it together. Ironically, no, <laughs> we are. Yeah. So this and is us against each other. Empathy is critical. Like I, I think at the design tape meeting, like it's it's missing at every level. Because I, I use this analogy all the time, but you look at a building; it's a combination of relationships to create it. Yeah. Uh, but ironically, the end user is a, an afterthought. You know, that's a debatable item, but yeah. I'll say I'm guilty of it at times because you're like so inundated with emails and correspondence, you lose sight of the end, the end result. Like, yeah. what are we doing in the first place? Yeah, well, providing so, providing the end the end user, what yeah, they, what they expect a quality product and what I mean, they really want. On, on the Chris Wong, I worked with him on a job. I won't name jobs, but hmm. you know, we're working on different options for a project, a large project on chiller concepts and four pipe, three pipe heat recovery. You know, in, uh, calling him all the time, just trying to brainstorm, assisting with engineering and planning, and uh, a lot of effort. I don't know how many hours were eaten up by him and us talking, but he's helping. We're working together. Mm. And then I spec his chillers on the job. It goes to market, and then every man and his dog is pricing it. They're trying to get in. They're trying to drop their price. He, we offered a better chiller concept, a chiller product, um, and I think about all that time that was lost with him. Because it came down to price. Yeah. So you look at the whole culture of that project and that team. He's a part of it. He's a part of the design team in my mind. Most suppliers would be um, would like I, I know for myself. I enjoy getting involved in the early stage of talking with you. Yeah. Because it's exciting. Yeah. Well, and not, not just because I'm potentially getting work, but it's actually exciting. Yeah. It's an exciting part of what we do. Mm. Uh, and you know, for, okay, speak from my own experience. My hours in this are probably not really counted in the margin that I make in that product. So no, I count in my running my overheads, but the personal time, maybe the few hours or whatever I spent with you, all the time on the phone, all the time on the phone <laughs> is, is not. Um, just start charging me for that. Well, yeah, no, it's, it, but then it's just like it's a. But you don't mind doing it because hmm. it's the exciting part of the job. Yeah, early design for me. Like I've done it lately. Lots of free stuff. Mm. And I, I, it's not, I joke at some point, I need to make money at this. 
you know, but the best part is the early days, getting ideas together. Yeah. That's the most good. enjoyable and for me as well. No, exactly, and conceptualizing, well, what's the best fit yeah. for the building? What's the, what's the best fit for the client? Yeah, That's yeah. Like, and Henley, we want to make, we want to do a good job. We want people to yeah. uh, be comfortable in the build, in the system we provide. Yeah, you know? yeah. But maintaining that feeling. And, and that's, where, that's where the innovation happens in that early stage. But that early stage where you you have that passion, motivation, you're like, yeah, yeah. Because it happens to me a lot. I'll, I'll get gutted on a job. I'm like, oh, my God. Squeeze like a sponge. I'm trying my hardest. We get the best concept, but it's hard to communicate it. It's always budget-driven. Your, your energy gets sapped to the end. And at the end, I remember yeah. on Davidson, we're at, you know, Kevin and Engie and the guys did a brilliant job. We're on site at night with Martin from Delta. And I thought to take a photo of Martin and Kevin next to each other because they just look completely wiped out. They look drained. And we're at the end after all the effort and all the great work. And I can think back to day one at the design time table. Everyone just wants to see the end of it. They want to walk. They're like They're fed up. Yeah. Completely sucked dry, like dealing with client variations, just low margin. I thought, man, that's not good, is it? That feeling is completely gone. There's no celebration at the end. It's literally just uh, let's get the hell. We we had enough. Pretty much every every supervisor <laughs> every supervisor I talk to yeah it's the same story. It's just it's, it's that yeah they just can't wait to finish it. Just but then it. what's ironic about it is you get to the next job you're like oh eyes wide open let's do this yeah and you're positive yeah. again in a way yeah no no you are positive again yeah until you yeah. become too far on in your career and every job's disgruntled <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah. like you know being the the custom nature of mechanical yeah. Uh, it's it's hard. It's hard, you know, because everything is custom. Yeah. HVAC is custom. Yeah. Pretty much every job, every commercial job, it's slightly different. There's ten different ways to design. Yeah. It's subjective. Which 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 can be a good thing. Yeah. Um, if all the parties work together, it would be and it still be an exciting thing. I think. Yeah. For a supervisor to problem solve and do these things. Yes. Yeah. What I observe, it's it's then when you start adding in the other disciplines who. Don't communicate. You're dealing with a bunch of men. Yeah, and men, men, and men are generally don't aren't com- great communicators. You just ask no. the wives, right? That's true. Yeah. Well, so you've got you got them. You got the added stress of a schedule. Yeah. Well, some of these schedules are arduous. They're not. We're doing this apartment job now, and they sent us the builders' um, timeline. Like, they were. Any water? I can have a have a get you some. Oh yeah, please. Yeah, they keep talking. They were they were allowing you know like three days. Three days of floor, and uh, you know, from what we know, we're just supplying some ductwork. You know, it's probably more like six to seven days of floor, yeah. and that's why they're they're, they're three weeks behind schedule. We, we we mapped it out with their um, project management schedule, yeah, and that's just a classic example. And now the supervisor um, feels he's not doing a good enough job. He's getting pressure from the builder, who's they're falling behind on this already ridiculous schedule like mm. it was too much yeah you know uh what do you think that is though I, I i've looked at this this is the idea again we talked about with bob you could add a damages maybe also education well. uh, no, yeah no, education you don't see doc you don't understand like mechanical design is relatively easy there's lots of ways to apply it mm. but what you don't like architects and even electrical a lot of uh, most of the team on a project doesn't understand what it is they just see a duct there, a diffuser. It's a bit of black magic. Uh, but if you don't understand it, and this is where it falls down the line, the architect doesn't really get it. 
it becomes an afterthought and it translates to the builder team because mm. it happens all the time. The builders engage mechanical last minute. So how do you relate the fear culture. to accountability? Uh, there, there's a direct tie there. Mm. I see it all over the industry. Well, like in terms <laughs> of fear, well, there's going to be many triggers in there that's going to trigger fears. Fears of failure. Yeah. Um, fear of uh, just not quite knowing or understanding what's going to be done, the right way to go about it. Um, and then this is yeah, the human the human triggers will always get triggered and especially go to this meeting you got a meeting with a builder and all these people yeah um, and they're trying to all come together um, the emotional triggers will kick in then and that's when people get a defensive and it all comes down to oh well I'm not going to be accountable anymore I've just got to protect myself yeah that's your scope not especially mine. if it's going to cost the money yeah 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 I, I, that's that's again that's yeah, and this I, is I get this, frustrated by that. Oh, very much so. Because I, I've had to actually just just set it aside. Yes, yeah. be like, well, that's that's human condition. Yeah, that that is the culture and is what it is at the, at the moment. My way through it is okay. Well, how do I? How do I? What steps going to take to find people that I can resonate with who who are a bit more evolved than that? Yeah. Um, and who are less susceptible to their emotional triggers. Yeah, we, we've talked about this as well, the opposite. And, and, can, and, can, and can admit, so you know, when they need to be accountable or something, I'll tell you, well, yeah, maybe I, I, I didn't do this correctly. Yeah. I apologize. Can you, let's talk about how this can happen. Like, how can I do this better? Yeah. Yeah. The opposite of fear is trust. Mm. In most design projects you go into, there's a silo effect because it's literally everyone around. Yeah. There's no culture really established. To, to get to, we talk again, the end result is the human occupation. Mm. The, at the beginning, the, the, human, um, the human side of the team is really lost. You know, I always, we joked about this, like it, this would never, to, to go like, to get like a group bonding session or to have like a chat, hey, who's, what, what's your name, where are you from, what do you do? I want to know a bit about you because that breaks the walls down of your perception of that person. Yeah. Which is, if your lack of knowledge leads to fear and lack of trust. Like, yeah. oh, that guy, I don't know what he's thinking. or it, And any relationship fails from lack of communication. You know, yeah, that's, that's that, just that, any, anything in life. You know, that, that, no, exactly right. If you're not communicating well, you don't have the it's ability it. to open up and talk. Yeah. You're not going to do well. No. And that's how these, that's the, how the accountability gaps start forming. When people don't, everyone, like, again, everyone are great. Most people, they're great people. But in the system we're in, we're all fear-based. We're trying to protect our scope and we're trying to get our fee and our dummy down fees yeah. to get in and out. There's lots of pressure on everyone at every level to, to, to get the job done for less. Yeah. Um, so it becomes more of a finger pointing. That's not my scope. That's not my scope. So again, how can you integrate and innovate with that model? You can. Uh, <laughs> not, not in a broader sense. And this is where... I I believe strongly in the Bobman network because yeah. we, I think the way through this is we need to find groups of us who can, who can work together and understand each other um, and where each other's coming from and then take that to market in and in itself. And through that change, through that, that model, um, you know, I, I think we can teach the rest. So mm. if we have a tight model of 10 people of all different disciplines, 
and we can if we can successfully go to an end client above the project manager, and it'd be good to have a project manager uh, in the Bobnet network as an overall, and say, well, we can offer you this package, yeah, and it doesn't go to tender, and it's not going to get watered down, but you're going to get a fantastic job. Yeah. It's still at a competitive price, but we all but this discipline of people who all work together, yeah, to serve you to create your vision. This is the other this is the other extent of Bob. It's not just architects, engineers, builders. It's not the space that we're in. If you've, you've, you know, we look at we can trying to stay positive it. and yeah, grateful, being grateful in life mm. to the point where you know sometimes I'm not good at it. You get caught up. You're. We just had a coffee earlier, and I'm sitting. And I'm like, man, I'm appreciating when I'm in a good mood. Everything that's gone in to give me that coffee, like the beans came from overseas. These lovely people here are creating it for me. I go there all the time. They're really nice people. Mm. They're presenting it to me. I appreciate everything that's leading up to delivering it to me. Mm. All right. So there's a lot more people involved in creating. Yeah. Then, and that's where in Bob, it, to, for others outside of our space, they can actually contribute better than we can ourselves. You know, I've been meeting great people lately. I met this lawyer named Emma the other day. There's finance people. There's marketing people that can help clarify. Because again, engineers and architects aren't great communicators. If that's a weakness, we have to be honest with that and find other people that can improve that yeah. and make it a strength. Yeah. Go outside and get the marketing, um, the copy right and clear. And the whole aim is to get the better outcome yeah. and make it a win-win for all parties. So that, That's inherently what... Which is why I'm really inspired by Bob because it's all-encompassing. It's not just architects and engineers having a, no. having a chin wag about how to fix things. It, Oh, you know, it's like a, it's a, a bitch session or about the woes of the industry. No, no. It's like, well, okay, how do we, how do we navigate our way through this? Because it's... But it's why know. I joined the Chamber of Commerce. I went to this Irish networking event last night. I went to this Total Net. If you get outside of our space, you get inspired with how other industries run. It gives you perspective. And, the, and there are a lot of great, passionate professionals out there that are trying to do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. So you talked about raising our most frequency. Pe- most people are well-intentioned. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's when they get caught up, whipped up in the system that yeah. they lose their way and lose their vision. And so in we, fact, it, it lowers vibration, lowers your frequency. Yeah. If we raise the frequency, start bringing that positive yeah. influence that gets us to think, then yeah. it's only going to fill in yeah. more positive. Yeah. Well, because like, right now, people are attracted to it. What did you use the word funnel? That's a great analogy because it, it does feel like that at times. You're like, just. You flush the toilet, you're like, gets whipped up. I'm getting whipped up now. You hit the sides a few times. You've heard the word toxic, which is a bit strong. I kind of get that. Some days I feel that, but funnel is a great. You're like, yeah, we're all spinning out of in a, in this uh, in a diminishing return. Mm. Where like at some points here today, like, what's the point? Why are we doing this? It's not fun anymore. No, it, it should be fun. The challenge to to get to like for me as an engineer. I would love the opportunity to go to a carbon zero, like get a brief or form a brief to challenge us as a team to see if we can do it. Yeah. I know you can. It, no, no, it can. It's easily with, done. With all the, the, the right disciplines yeah, who can form like a coalition or you know, they can coalesque. Yeah. Uh, it can, no, it can, there's no reason why it couldn't be done. Yeah. Uh, because if you've got a structure, you've got an architect who can you know, design the buildings, someone there to interpret the regulations, or well, the architect could do that. Yeah. There's no reason why it couldn't be done. I'll give, I'm just going to talk this out because it just happened and it, I got a bit of a, what do you call it, a gut punch? Mm. 
around scope and accountability. So I won't, I won't name any names, but I did a project. I reviewed a design, a consultant design for an aged care in Perth uh, back in October and did some markups on it. I found some compliance issues and some design areas to improve and not knowing anything. We're just introducing a mechanical contractor to a builder. And then a month and a half passes, you know, they're negotiating. I'm working on other jobs. They finally give the green light. So you're like, okay, here you go, DNC. So that then means I join the DNC team and we design it and get it going. Basement's being poured, everything's starting already. So it's like a fast track right before and after Christmas. So the incumbent is still there to represent the client, which is, again, I would argue not necessary, but that's what happens. It's a money, again, another loss of, a loss of, of time and resources. So we're, we're working through, we don't have a program, we don't have a purchase order. We're waiting until February for a purchase order. Yeah. I've got an entire team working on this. We're working through weekends, we're working late. We're trying to catch this up and they're telling us all they need to get these. They're trying to find savings out of it. They're trying to uh, pull money out of it. And that's not my motivation. I'm thinking, okay, how can we give the best outcome for this age care, but also keep their budget? We don't want to throw them under the bus. We want it to be a win-win. So a lot of mental energy. Again, think of time and energy and fee. They're not really related. The the skill, the qualification, the practicality, that comes from many of years of experience. In, in understanding how to put this together like a puzzle. So the effort, I always use the analogy of like, I'm like a sponge being completely drained and sucked, like squeezed out, or I've got nothing left. Yeah. The, the money is not really the point of it. The money doesn't justify the effort at yeah. all. It's the end result I'm pushing for. I'm like, because my, I have family that are, I've got, there's a 94 year old grandfather right now in aged care on his last days. I've been in there. You can see their end days. You know, they want to be in a good state at that point. Yeah. I remember walking through and seeing the staff in that, and they're just, they can only be, you know, you have to give them that right. And they went three pipe in the the middle zones and the lounge dining and two pipe here. (laughs) Just the fundamentals were just kind of not right. And and I look at the market and the qualification concern, and I'm like, they, they did not get the best outcome here. Even going VRV was not the right move. So we took the stance of, okay, we, we have to work with it. Let's try to do the best we can with it. Let's go three pipe here, go two pipe here, find some savings there, make it all work within budget, but give them a better outcome. So we did that. The, the contractor, the project manager, couldn't understand the design. It's just His head wasn't in it. We're the engineer. We're meant to be leading it. There has to be a level of trust in what we're doing. Confidence as well. I, I know my skills. I know what I'm doing. I'm fully confident. Communicating it, writing briefs, explaining it, doing videos, doing everything I can, maintaining a relationship with the builder. So they're fully trusting that we're doing the right thing. So again, a lot of effort and empathy going into it. And then the other day I get an email because there are a couple little elements in the basement. So there's a generator, there's a diesel pump, diesel fuel pump. Diesel fuel pump is meant to breathe in and outside of the building, not from the car park. And that's how it was originally designed. Yeah. You have a life safety system yeah. that potentially could be compromised by a breakout and fire in the car park. Um, it needs to be isolated. And there's a little fuel pipe that comes off the diesel pump, just like a muffler off a car. Mm. Same thing with the generator. There's a little flue pipe that goes up and out. Um, on the current design, they have that collected, connected to the car park exhaust system. Okay? I never agree with that. 
There's nothing in the standard saying you can't do that, but the fire brigade does have the right to isolate the car park, if they choose, from the FIP. Mm. So they go in there, there's a fire somewhere, they switch it off, the generator's driving, the diesel pump's going to run the sprinklers. Yeah. Where's it going to And you have, all of a sudden, you now have, your exhaust is now being dumped to the car park without exhaust. That's a compromise. That's a safety and design concern. All you do is you take the flu out, it's a little pipe, put Denso wrap. You can, as long as any end user cannot touch the, touch it, it doesn't have to go all the way up. It's not bigger than Ben Hur. It's a simple thing. But the builder and them, and they're all, they're all sweating this little element thinking it's going to be a cost for them. And I'm like, the, the Jesse, the shop detailer, and me, I'm like, yeah, look, what's, there's no big deal. We've done this before. It's not expensive. It's, it's the last thing to worry about. Uh, but in there, they keep coming up with this. They keep bringing it up. And it's almost like they're bringing it up because they're either fearful or they don't want to make a change or they just want to stick to the incumbent. Yeah. And, and they don't understand that because we, we proved with the Dakin submission, the original, we came in 60 grand lower cost. Uh, for a better design, which I, I love doing that because it's thinking system level. Mm. It's a puzzle. How do you do that? Well, it's it's in how you combine the system. Mm. And and it wasn't just me, Bill from Dakin. He put, we talk about you and the effort you put in. You know, Bill, he works weekends. He's on the phone all the time. I can email him right now. Within an hour, he'll send me selections. I'm like, the guy never stops working. Mm. And I called him yesterday. I said, look, they just pulled the pin on our design. And I don't feel bad for us. I just kind of feel, geez, again, just like you deal with, all the effort from the supplier is now lost. Yeah. And the end result is that the, the aged care, they're going to have a compromised design because of politics, Nobody because wins. the contractor wants to keep, yeah. keep that relationship with this consultant that did document, you know, that the, the design was not right. And it's all about saving face. And that is extremely frustrating. So... You know, just going to carbon and go back to that, we have to fix the current scenario. Mm. Even, yeah. So that, I just wanted to bring that up because Bill, and he's like, don't worry, Jeff, I'm always going to support you. And I'm like, geez, I just feel gutted. Yeah. All his efforts are going to be just wasted. Like he spent bloody heaps of hours on it. That happens. Yeah. Every day. How do you deal with that, like emotionally? You so you talk about maintaining a positive outlook. And... I I I've <laughs> learned to not attach myself to it. Let I, it go. I, I practice yeah. non-attachment. Yeah. yeah. And it's it is I price it and it is what it is. And if it if it well, I send out the one attention. If it comes back, it comes back. Yeah. yeah. We we talk a lot about like meditation and mindfulness and mm-hmm. and. I thought that was cool. We found that's, out in that's Sydney. What, that's what balances me to keep me sane. Yeah. That's why I'm still in the industry. Well, we're at that great Italian restaurant in Sydney. Mm. At, uh, what was that, Arbs or something? Uh, that was that was Arbs. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I, didn't, I knew I nothing. I remember the name of the restaurant, but it was beautiful food. I didn't know that about you. I loved that night. Mm. Such great, everyone had a great time. Mm. The food was amazing. I mean, you guys picked a great venue there. Yeah. Uh, the guy across me, I just had some great conversations. And finding that about you, like, holy crap, you have... You're more than just, you yeah. know, rather than me going home and having a whole bunch of beers or something. Yeah, which has happened in a in a long time ago. Hmm. Uh, that's how that's how most of the people deal with it. Yeah, yeah. That's why alcohol is such a popular thing in society because it's it's really it's it's taking the edge off our, the reality that we're trying to deal with day to day. That's what it's taking the edge off. Well, if you so look at Maharishi Yogi, Yogi he, he brought this from the East to the West yeah, because yeah. he could see the, the capitalism, the way it's distorting the fundamentals yeah. of there's wanting been, fulfillment. There's been many of the, um, 
the sort of gurus who've who've brought that to the West. Yeah. Um, and, now, and that they were sent here to do that. Yeah. Yeah, Maharaj is one of them. And the impact they can make is by far greater than any product oh, innovation. Very much so. And yeah. I'm guilty, you know, I'll, I'll put a plug in for Graham Walsh from Angie because he, he created the podcast theme music, about mm. the music, the theme music. There's a that's, story behind that. I reckon, well, I, I, <laughs> I don't know, but I'd almost say that's one of his outlets to. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Because you meet him. He's just the smartest guy, really switched on, very you know, calm and relaxed. You know Darren Piggott from Aircore? Yeah, I know Darren. Yeah. yeah. So he's a drummer in a band. Are you serious? Yeah. No yeah, way. It's called the, the, the Dirty Little Things. Oh, that's and, awesome. Uh, and he goes, he goes on the weekends. Holy crap. Travels all around. He was up in Geraldton the other week. He's in his 50s, right? Yeah, he'd be in his 50s. Dirty yeah, Little right? Things. Yeah. Dirty he, Little Man. <laughs> that's awesome. I have to and, say uh, and that's how he sort of keeps it all. That's balanced. his outlet. Yeah, this is his outlet. But Graham, yeah. apparently, like this music, he's hardcore heavy metal. Apparently, he's the lead singer. I'm well, going to have to go check him out. Yeah. I don't know what I, I only know I just heard his guitar it's brilliant but hearing him like heavy core like met Metallica hardcore I can visualize him like screaming into the mic <laughs> with his <laughs> yeah yeah but that's why he's so calm that, yeah no, that's that's no that's, scope and accountability the Davidson Terrace job we Nick Devlin and the whole team we commissioned the stair press systems a, a year ago that, that, I'm going to be giving a presentation for the AOQ Society on this in July but you know, all that effort going in, our scope was to do the base build, sign off on it, get the life safety systems working. Derek Kermolsons was there, done. Government comes in, fit out. There's queries coming back because they, they're, they're saying it no longer works because they need to then retest. They've taken over the building for a fit out, retests, yeah. and then have to make sure it's working for occupation. And none of it's working now. The fans are surging, it's high low, the velocities are high, the door pulls are high. And we're, we're trying to figure out, okay, and all the fingers keep getting pointed back to the design team. Yeah. Todd is brilliant at Primalist. He wasn't pointing fingers at us. He's just, we're trying to help him out because he's been thrown out in the deep end as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, we don't know what's going on. We're trying to figure this out. But what's so good about it is everyone, Nick, Graham Walsh, he wrote the music. Olsen, a Derek who came out of, he just got back from Tasmania. Um, Craig Perry, all these guys showed up at 6 a.m. on a Wednesday with a couple days notice. Nick had like other buildings to, with Derek to commission and test. Um, everyone's busy and they showed up at 6 a.m. I brought muffins. I joked with that. And Marty from Relay. Yeah. I joked, I'm going to bring muffins because this is a bunch of bullshit. I'm going to have fun with this. I was there till 9 because I had to get off to the Eagles site. Yeah. Um, but I was standing there with Graham in the morning just chatting, just, you know, chit chat, just kind of like. Um, yeah, in the end, we found out that one of the guys that was there was tampering with the VSDs. And, he, <laughs> and the guy left, he was the one that, you know, no one wants to point fingers and say, but I could see it, I know it. Yeah. I, I know, I, I am very good at connecting and talking and finding out, yeah. and I believe in accountability. But totally. no one seems to, everyone wants to play the peace game and just let's get it done. I agree with that. Yeah. Let's come to the table, figure it out, solve it. But. We need to feedback and figure out why this happened. And we need to hold people accountable to it. It needs to be discussed. And, and if you don't do that, you're not going to learn. No, no. So I don't agree with the whole, you know, keep the peace, be professional about it, but say, look, you tampered with the VSDs. as a region why it had to be reset and reprogrammed. Just come to the table, say you did it, where no one's going to be, you know, if you're dipl we'll be diplomatic about it, yeah, but yeah. own up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go cowering in the background and just acting like you, you know it all, but you don't. The first step of personal accountability is right there. But Graham, uh, it was crazy. You get to know people, right? He, he's in the rock band. 
he uh, we're there at 6 a.m. and he's telling me, yeah, I need to get up at 3:30. Like what? Because his normal routine, I think he's he gets up at 4:30 every day to go to the gym. Wow, yeah, okay. and work out. I'm like, holy crap, that's brilliant. Mm. Very like, and he he's that focused. Yeah. He, because he had to get up at six, he jumped an hour ahead just to go to the gym to maintain his routine. Wow. That, that's amazing. That's, that's discipline, yeah. 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 And I'm like rolling out of bed, showed up 6'10", bring muffins. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like shit. I got coffee in my hand. Yeah. Got my linen on. And <laughs> I'm like, man, you got your, he's got his shit together. <laughs> but again, I'm looking like, and I got photos of it too, just seeing it. I've got a photo of everyone like standing there. And I, I did it for a reason to show Todd like the team effort and like there's there's a lot to be said for this. Everyone is working together as a team here. Yeah. The baseball team came together, solved it. There's some recognitions deserved for that. You no, know? not very much so. Yeah, well, yeah, some you know that's, that's account, it's, it's accountability. But ironically, what will happen is that doesn't happen. There is no pat on the back. There's no. No. There's no. I uh, really I respect what you guys did for the scenario. Thanks a lot. Like a very grateful. Um, and I think that that probably gets us to the the close. We talked about empathy and human experience. So that was one. You know, I, I, in the podcast yesterday with Frank, I won't bring it up again. But the, the my bike tire popping and a guy coming to save me, and that was a human moment for me. But we're building, we're designing for buildings for humans, for us, for you, for me, for the world. Yeah. And then energy efficiency and climate change. That's all part of this. So. A human moment. What what's a human moment you've experienced, you know, of late personally? It can be funny, something anything that you that brings you back to the fact that we are all in it together. Mm. You know? We, we we have we're all well of a common bond. No, totally. You know? Totally. Someone like something where you have to pay it forward, someone did you a solid or mm. you know? I mean I'll use the example the other day. I went I went to IGA, I went to get some Thai food, some yeah. takeout on a Friday. Yeah. And uh, I go get takeout, I order, I got 10 minutes, so I go to the IGA. I always like spend extra money. I shouldn't be wasting money. I'll go, I wanted to go buy some kombucha. <laughs> yeah. Like, I need kombucha because it's good for the gut lining, you know, yeah, it's yeah. good for you. Maybe it isn't, probably isn't good for you. Try, it's just marketed. Try, try community brew. It's, oh, I've had that. That's yeah, good. it's yeah. Where one of my friends. He's he's the, owns a business. Yeah. So I'm going to to get kombucha for me. Mm. I'm looking after me here, mm. and I'm walking through, and then I, I I step on a I step over by the IGA, and I see this old this lady, probably in her sixties, like on the ground, right by the curb. She's fallen, and I'm looking. I'm like, holy crap! My mind quickly switches. I see two other ladies there that are shop outside the shop, kind of looking over her, trying to like, what's going on? First instinct was it was a stroke or a heart attack, uh, like and then her son was there, probably about our age, um, standing over, and I'm walking. I was literally right there, and and uh, it was the weirdest because he looked. He came right to me. He was like not in desperation. He's like, "Can you help me with my mother?" It was almost like he was desperate, and when he asked it, it's it like he was assuming I was just going to walk right by when I wasn't. My mind was already there to go help. I was there. I was, of course, I'm going to help. That's my instinct as a human. No, no, And anybody so. asking me, of course I am. And I'm, yeah, let's help. Are you okay? Everything fine? Um, she just tripped on the curb and she was a little bit like um, flustered. So she had to sit down and she was fine. Um, and then I wandered back in and I, I bought my kombucha. So. <laughs> 
So hey, I'm all, I'm sorted. And you, know, you know, in terms of few moments, uh, what I just thought of that, and uh, and I, I always I consciously make an effort to do this. Uh, so it, there's, I have consistent human moments. Is yeah. um, we get a lot of couriers coming through our our workshop. Uh, I'll always make a point to give them a hand if they need loading or unloading. Okay. Because um, I've seen some of them struggle. You know, if they they might not come in right away and look for someone. Yeah. They'll try and unload straight from their van. And I always make a point to talk to them. Can I give you a hand? And it's those little things and it's sort of not... I'm very conscious to not put myself above anyone else, you know. We're not above, but we're equal. Yeah. So it's very much like it's being lateral. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, rather than saying, well, he's just a courier. He can sort it out. I'm yeah. going back to my desk. Yeah, everyone um, has a role to play. Yeah, no, right? everyone has a role to play. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, a, he's a courier. Yeah. Um, he still he needs a hand. Yeah. Give the man a hand. Yeah. Uh, and and you and you have these beautiful little connections with them because they're 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 very grateful for that. You can you can feel it. You can see it. Yeah. Uh, and they you know thank you profusely. That skill is is something that is difficult to I think the next generations in our current mode of society. Mm. You know, like for me, I'm guilty of it. Like my I've got this faint this amazing phone in my hand, mm. like a supercomputer that back in the day when I never had a cell phone. When I went to high school, there was no phone or email, and I'm like, fuck, this, this thing is not working, or it's, it's freezing up on me. Mm. Like, think about all the engineering and the money and the time, and, and like, it, we're a little bit spoiled oh, in that ma- regard. Massively spoiled. You know? It's, you, can, you can quite easily be... That's why empathy struggles at times. We don't, we lose sight of yeah. that grateful, that, that side of respecting everyone in the, in the game. It's one of our lessons for this reality. Yeah. We're all in this third dimension. Yeah. One of the lessons for us is to learn how to be more yeah. empathic, really. Yeah. Because it's all it's all innately in us. Yeah. But we need to you need to activate it and it's a conscious effort all yeah. the time. Awesome, man. That was brilliant. Yeah. Well thanks a lot for coming down. That was Thank you, Jeff. That was great. Yeah. Uh yeah, so I'm gonna go head to the wet day at school and Yeah. What is the wet go day? Go bum. What? I was in, what is the, what's the wet day? I was like a swimming lesson. Oh, my day. daughter's got a. They just run around in the sprinklers. Oh, oh awesome! Lunch. Do yeah. you also run around the sprinklers? Well, we'll see. I <laughs> probably will. All right, man. Awesome. Uh, thanks to John for giving his insight and thoughts on the topic of scope and accountability. Uh, refer the links in the podcast notes to contact either myself or John to talk about this topic further. Uh, click subscribe to enjoy future Bob podcasts. And let's inspire positive change in the places we live by giving a voice to the AC industry together.